0: This, four years
1: well. it's three years this year yeah, yeah three years okay. uh, yeah no I think I find it hard when um when it comes to Christmas time because when my sister died when we found out um the kind of all of December was very much like an investigation into trying to work out why and what happened and like I spent the whole month off of work just in complete shock and I was like trying to wrap my head around what could have made her feel like she did and what made her do what she did. So it's just like a, a cycle that you just went round and round. And um, and then the last time I actually saw my sister's like body was Christmas day. So that's always a weird, yeah, it's a weird feeling. Um, and then her funeral was like the 2nd of January. So it's like ended the year and then had to say goodbye to her properly. So now Christmas is all just a bit, and it was also my sister's favourite time of year. So it's also really hard because it's like, she loved it. And now I've got this just, yeah, horrible feeling around that time. But I just try to appreciate what I do have and trying to enjoy it as much as I can. Because I know that's what she wants me to do. So it's, yeah. I'm getting there. Year by year, it changes. It's so like, you're always just up and down, like,
0: mm. constantly. Uh, so, there's yeah. never a sort of, uh, like, every year you don't know how you may feel.
1: No, not at all.
0: And I think that's that's the thing with grief, especially because when you have, um, especially that like anniversary when they are kind of close to other important important um, dates, it often kind of overshadows that. And you often think, how can I deal with, um, you know, deal with those dates? Like I, I think so. If you're not like, imagine it being hot you know, around Christmas, then it's like into the, the new year. But I think it's it's a it's kind of. Mm-hmm. Nice to hear you say that. You know, you're, you're, you're getting there. You know, and even if you are in a place where you feel like, you know, I don't want to support, or then that's yeah, that's that's fine. That's not, um, you know, I don't think anyone kind of can have uh, can fought you for any of that. You know what mm-hmm. yeah, I mean? Because I think great. sometimes um, kind of like, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's kind of almost when you have those days associated with the loss, of the think, how am I going to get through it? You often feel, can I get through it? Um, mm-hmm. Or even trying to avoid it sometimes because do you guys ever 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 feel like
2: that um you go jody first no no you guys. fine oh so yeah i've got days when i do like to avoid it but it's like you gotta accept that it's happened you know like you gotta accept that it's life it's it's reality like people are gonna pass away but i think what's more important is um How you deal with it, how you react to it as well, which is most important. Because my mum passed away five years ago, my dad eleven years, so it's quite a long time, and obviously a lot would have changed by then. So I think I've kind of gotten to accept that you know it's happened, and you just got to deal with it in the most effective way as possible. And um, I don't really usually talk about with. My sisters, strangely. I don't know why, but um, I think everyone sees grief differently, I think depending on who it is, but I don't really talk about much of my sisters. What about you, Jodie?
1: So I have my uh, younger brother, but he's turning 16 on the 31st of December, so he's quite young and he was really young when, um, when George passed away. So he... I don't speak to him about it because I don't like, I don't know how to, I check in on him and I ask him how he is. And like, we talk about, um, so I call her George, but her name is Georgia. Um, So we talk about George, like quite a lot and like memories and stuff, but because he is like a 16 year old boy, it's really difficult to kind of get that conversation of like, but how are you actually doing with it? And how are you coping with kind of what's happened? But, um, Yeah, he seems to be doing really well at the moment and he's doing okay. And I mean, I think I found sort of comfort in like the grief community and stuff and being able to speak to people that have lost a loved one and kind of understand that's kind of my more, the place where I can talk about it when I need to talk about it. Um, And as you said, yeah, some days you just have to kind of get on with life because life, you have to carry on, you have to do stuff. And then some days it will hit you and you just kind of have to, allow that to happen and go right this day will pass so like Wednesday was three years since the last time I saw my sister and I didn't think it was going to affect me and then that day came and I was just like this is really hard like I'm having a day where I just feel very sort of grief heavy um but I got through it I got through the day and wake up the next day and it's a new day you start again so it just comes and goes and it's just one of these things we kind of have to learn to live with. It becomes part of our life. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how how I deal with it. I
0: think that's important what you both also said um, because sometimes I often can kind of tell myself I need to kind of that like, like this day will pass, like you know. But I always feel like I don't want to let myself be vulnerable on those um, important dates, you know, like anniversaries, and I always feel like you know I've been doing so well half of the year. And when it comes to that specific date, it's like, how am I going to be like, um, and I think sometimes, when you, like you said, you have to let yourself just be how you need to be. Like if, if it's a day where, you know, you, you find yourself like crying, like, like never before, like then that's fine. then because it, it, it will pass, do you know what I mean? And I think it's, um, better to kind of like let, let yourself to go through that rather than kind of being in a place of, you know, oh, I don't want to do this because I feel like if I do that, then I'm not, I've not healed. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's, um, it's quite important because, um, like, you know with me, it's not necessarily like a, a day associated with, with my mom's passing, but my, my birthday and the passing are quite close. Like in, the, I think it's about a week or about two weeks. So, so initially when, um, cause my mom passed away um, five years ago as well. So whenever, um, so I think that firstly, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing any birthdays. I'm not celebrating birthdays, Like, like I'm, I'm done with birthdays. Because everything is like a reminder, around that time, it's a reminder of that, um, you know, so, so like from October, I would say to like, November, it's always those... No, sorry, um, I'll say like July, because July is her birthday, uh, then October, because that's the uh, month she passed, and then November, those months are always a bit, um, like, hard. Um, so I think, and I don't know what you guys do in university, but what I've started to do is just um, if I'm working, I just take the day off. I just make that my day to kind of just, um, just do whatever. I just if I need to, um, remember in any way, I, I'll do it. By, or if I don't want to do anything, because I just want, I just don't want to be like in an environment where like you know, um, I just, something triggers me, and then I, then I I'm vulnerable amongst. Um, I won't say amongst people I don't know but I'm amongst a like, a space where I don't feel quite uh comfortable. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why I've kind of uh, just made sure that I just make the day take the day to myself and and that, that, that includes not shutting people up, the same people that uh, right, I'm just having time to myself. there's uh, it's no hard feelings if, you know, you call me and it goes to voicemail, like it's nothing, I'm just taking time and, and that's why I did this and and I found that you know what, I actually felt good. Like yeah. You know it felt good and I think one thing I wanted to kind of say as what we've done um, because with anniversaries, it's always that like we have this um like mouse on anniversary so usually I think it's like when it gets to like you know the first year then five years then I think it's 10 20 and so on it's always I feel that's like always a sort of um a pressure to do something so like um because this year was five years since my mum um and because we we're on lockdown so we, we plan to like have like, just like a, like a bit of a celebration, you know, like family, friends. Um, so of course a lot of that happened, so that wasn't taking place. So I think one of our friends had an idea to like do like a, uh, like a big Zoom call. And I remember my aunt telling me the time, I was like, yeah, that's fine. But then uh, one of my other aunts, so my uh, mum's that younger sister, said, she's not ready for that. She doesn't want to do that. And, way that kind of made me feel good because i think initially i just said yes just to be like yeah so seem like i'm but i think deeper and i don't think i would have been ready for that so like so i think sometimes as well even if like, i know like we have milestones but sometimes there's no pressure to do anything even if it's been 10 years or five in my case five years you know so i think that's um it's good not to put that sort of pressure on so I, I think um we mentioned earlier jody as well i think it's um, I find it easier to talk, um, like talk to people. But I think I think strength has come for me, like in in knowing that you know there is this community, you know, you know, and and even though we do have, we all go through grief and our griefs are different, but no one's kind of like alone, and no one is sort of alienated, you know. And I think that's important, um, and especially like when there's grief in, in regards to you know the topic of like suicide i think people often kind of uh put that in a, in a separate sort of like uh books and i think that's partly because um and again it's not saying to, to everyone but i think a lot of people do not really understand it and i think traditionally when you hear of things like that it's often kind of um i would say dismissed because it's, it's like all oh, very taboo so you and you, you don't want to like tread on eggshells but i think at the same time I think it's important to kind of uh, talk about it if you know if you are open to, rather than kind of dismissing it because you're scared to kind of say the wrong thing. You know, if if, if you do say the wrong thing, of course you acknowledge it and learn what the, what the right thing is to, to say. You know, and and, and even when, when we spoke, I was even quite um, I would say that anxious. I was quite anxious. So, you know, I want to make sure it's are comfortable, um, and I'm not saying you no know, I don't say anything that. Triggers, do, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's quite um, again, it's 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 hard to imagine. It's hard, like you've um, just come across your page, like living with loss, and you know, you you uh, putting it out there you to not um, to shame others as well. You know, I think it's um, and I think it's important, especially you know, uh, type of grief. I feel like people often it's often overshadowed by how, how they did rather than, than that person. So like, I don't know if I'm sense it for like for example, um, I feel like when some people think of um, like suicide, they often think about, oh, they just think about that, that rather than the person, if that, uh, if that makes sense. So like, because they always think about the, the latter overshadows everything. So if, for example that person you know you know that person was amazing, that person was just but because everyone just remembers how how they passed, everyone forgets how that person person was. Like and that's why I come in to ask you like, you know you know like, what memories you have of your of your sister. And I think it's important to not only discuss the wider issue but also like, you know, like let their name, you know, like let their name live on as well through through those like memories you have through tell people how how they were because again I think um, when when people hear of, of how they passed always that overshadows everything you know so how um, what some of your fun memories of your of your sister
1: yeah so um so my sister she was my stepsister technically okay. um, my mom no my dad and her mom got together when I was... Three or four, and she was like just nearly two. Um, And we, when I first, when she first came into my life, it was very much like real excitement of, oh, I've got this little sister. Like I've got finally someone that's like there. And she was like my first best friend. She was just we. Our family used to always dress us in matching outfits, and we used to just be silly together. And she kind of we brought out. Like the best sides in each other. Like there's things that I did with my sister that I would know I never I'll never do with anyone else. Like used to do like dance routines to like really rubbish '90s naughty music and like um, Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, literally we loved it. And like the Sugar Babes was one of our favourites, and we loved Outcasts as well. Um, yeah, and yeah, we used to just like listen to music together just dance around always have like a laugh and um as she was growing up she so she had adhd um in school but she kind of never let it really define who she was it was just part of part of her um but she was like the funniest person you'd meet she just would make a joke out of everything and anything and she always always made me laugh like we were always hysterically laughing together and it was it was just lovely and when she went to uni um, she went to uni in Brighton and she just really found herself there and she yeah. was just so so happy in herself and um, became more confident with the person that that she was and I just remember kind of the last time that I did see her it was just like a few days after her 21st birthday and she was telling me about this house party that she'd had with her friends and how everyone was together and she just had just had this amazing time and she was just so like to me so happy so herself kind of you would never think that sort of like a couple of weeks later that she'd be at a point where she couldn't see a way out of what she's feeling um yeah she's she's the last person in the world that you would think would have taken their own life but it just shows that like, I think the thing with suicide is that people were very quick to go. That person must've had like a real mental health illness yeah. to be able to do that. And actually sometimes it's the build up of everything going on in your life. And you just, if you have a pressure and you don't know how to get out of it, you want to end that pain that you're feeling or that confusion. You don't know what else to do. And And I do think that's why she did what she did. And it's, um, Yeah, I'm still trying to get my head around it now, but she was always just yeah, always the funny one. Um, my younger brother like is exactly like her, like they have the same music taste and everything. And I used to always be the driver whenever we went anywhere. And um she'd like put her music up ridiculously loud and like put my windows down and her and my brother would be like screaming out the car and I'd be like, Right, stop, stop, guys, like I'd always be the sensible older sister would be like, Right, we can't do that. We look like what, what are you doing right now? But these are like lovely memories that i always treasure because it was so nice. Um, yeah, so she was just one of the happiest people I ever knew. And um, she had a real passion for football as well. So she joined um, an amazing team when she was 16. She played football since she was little, but she joined a women's football team um, when she was 16. And it was just everything to her. Like football was like her life. Like she was a huge football fan and um yeah it was she was just a very passionate person who kind of put everything into everything that they were doing and she always put the feelings and thoughts of other people in front of her own as well she always cared about how other people felt and i think that's something i always question myself going on she always asked how i was and did i ask her enough how she was and did she really ever tell me properly how she was feeling because i think she's one of these people that would be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, everything's great. She'll make a joke, move on. Like, never really get into too much deep um, sort of conversations and stuff. But very,
0: self- very selfless.
1: Absolutely, yeah. She cared so much about other people. Um, always did, always, always. And it was, she's just, yeah, she was amazing. Um,
0: what well, um, what team did she um support?
1: <laughs> um, so she supported Arsenal.
0: Really? Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Are,
1: you Arsenal, are you Arsenal as well? I mean, to be honest, I've never really been a massive football fan. Like, I watched it because of her. Um, and I used to go and watch her play football and stuff. And I'd always support Arsenal because she did and my dad did. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll support Arsenal. But I never really... Oh, I that,
0: that says it all. What, ben, you're outnumbered. <laughs> two, two <laughs> he's he's, he's um, a
2: the Chelsea man. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but a lot of my United supporters in my family do. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, outnumbered, I'm Arsenal for it, um,
0: like it's, it's, I think like it's great how you describe, because I think from what you described, yeah, she was a, a lovely person and like any, any sort of young adult, you know, enjoying life, you know, family, friends, enjoying being who you are. I think then being confident in yourself at such a young age is, is a good thing. Anyway, because I think you know, as you're growing up, you know, you go through a lot of um, like self-esteem issues, and you know, not knowing, you know, trying to sort of make your mark in the world and stuff, and just being, you know, trying to find like who you want. I think that, that process takes a long time, you know. If you know, in your in your sister's case, you know, she it appears that she she knew herself from quite a on which, which is great, you know. Um, and and I feel like what we said earlier about people often think when it, you hear of, um, books about suicide, it often means, yeah, they must have been, they must have been ill. But one thing that, that I picked up from what you said is, um, it's not always a, a thing of, they, they didn't enjoy their life anymore, but it's more of a thing of, like they wanted to end that particular specific, uh, I would say, like, suffering or issue that they, they were going through, do you know what I mean? And I think sometimes that kind of, um, it's important to understand that because I think... Like myself included, often when I grow up, I even like now I still have to educate myself on these things. And sometimes the you think that it's because of yeah, okay, maybe they were just going through a difficult time. And then when and when you hear it like, up, oh, they were fine. They were they were okay. Person, off, It kind of even adds confusion. You think because when you think of of suicide, you think you have a uh, I would say like you have a box you want to put in. So that like if you hear some concerns oh must have been have mental health issues. That's it, that's that's done, that's a problem. But if it's a case of, no, they didn't have any issues, um, they didn't have a good life, they didn't enjoy their life, it's almost like as a society we want to kind of justify certain things because it's harder to kind of unpack it. So if you already have like a, uh, I would say, like a, um, a justification you can pick from and you can just sort of wrap it around, then it's finding fine, that's that's case closed because, you know, we know what's happened. But I think it's it's, it's more than that. You know, it's more than that. Um, and I think that that's, that's the whole stigma behind it because, well, not stigma, so more of like misconceptions around it. Um, because um, I know I know it, it's, I don't know if I'm right in saying, and, and correct me if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I know it's still centered around mental illness, but it's not the way people think that, oh, because someone that has had a mental illness, but it's not always the case. in my it is a mental issue, but it's not always a result that person was suffering heavily with uh, depression or mental illness. You
1: know? Yeah, I do think that sometimes, um, like everybody has mental health. You know, it, it's part of who we are, and your mental health is affected by what's going on around you in your environment and things. So, there's a lot of people, yeah, that have kind of mental health um, conditions that that they know about and that are diagnosed and that they're kind of able to kind of understand. And then there's everyone else has mental health that things going on in your life can impact how you're feeling. And it's if a few things get on top of you, it's so it can, you can slip into that downward spiral of, I can't get out of how I'm feeling. And it's a lot, it's too much. It's, and you build so much on the negatives that you end up thinking that everything in your life is negative and there's no, Like, there's no way out of how you're feeling, and I do. I've had counseling, I've had therapy, and stuff. And I've spoken so much about this that I find that for my sister's case, I do think that so she was openly gay and she was in a relationship. Um, and her relationship broke down the day before she died. Um, she had a falling out with some of her friends, um, and all of it. And like, she had deadlines for uni just before she was meant to come home for Christmas. And I just think. All of these things got on top of her and she was like my friends aren't talking to me I've just lost my girlfriend I've got all these deadlines I can't manage this and instead of reaching out and speaking to someone she just she didn't know what to do with it and it became too much internally and that's why I'm so passionate now about getting people to talk like you might think it's a small issue you might think, oh, it's not something that I need to talk to someone about, when actually, like, if you let little issues build up and build up, they can overtake you and then you become so upset, so in this really dark, dark place that something that you would never think that you'd consider can come to your mind and it's that understanding of, like, yeah, like you said, it's, everybody has mental health, but it's that knowing, I don't know how to describe it, like, it's that knowing of, when things are starting to get too much and how to, how to deal with it. Yeah. yeah, So that's kind of why I'm so passionate now about talking. And for me, my page and stuff, I, it helps me so much to get it off of my chest of how I'm feeling and to share it with others and kind of go, right, I need to get this out. It's an outlet. It's a way of expressing Um, and speaking to people. It's just, it's just so important to speak like, yeah. I
0: think it's silly, but talk. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's that's that sometimes could be the issue because um, uh, going back to what is considered a big issue and what, what isn't, and I think that it shouldn't be kind of a class. Like that. any any issue you're having with regards to how you're feeling mentally is not a small issue, whether that's deadlines or whether that's a, a relationship breakup. And I think sometimes as well, maybe um, I'm not saying this is this was this the case. But I think well, maybe with, with some young people, they often feel like, Oh, I, I can't, this is too small for me to bring it to, to talk to people about. And and I think that's that's that, that's that isn't the case. Any it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is because even with me sometimes like I feel like I go through certain things and I thought like, this is this is too small, that like, I shouldn't be worried about this. but it's getting to me. Do you know what I mean? It's getting to me. I can't I can't sort of um Dismiss and I think that's it's important what you said about you know nothing nothing is too small, um, you know and and I'm sure like there's been a lot of work now around like uh, mental health around like schools, universities, you know and I'm not I'm not saying um, you know universities and schools necessarily have a legal obligation, but I think it would help if there are some things mm-hmm. in place like um, for uh, students to like kind of address things or, or have things in place where they can um, Adopt practical steps to deal with something. So, if it is uh, an issue with um, uh, a mountain of deadlines, you know, maybe meeting with a therapist to, or even a le- a lecturer to say, right, this is how we can do it. it. Even if it's not a uh, union related, it's something that's going on. Maybe this is someone they can speak to, someone who who they can uh, confide in, someone who will uh, be someone who doesn't will remain keep things confidential. Do you know what I mean? I think that's that's important. I'm not sure if those things are are in place. What some sort of um, resident therapist, maybe on a campus, would you know would do that? Because you know, nothing, nothing is too little, like you know, because I think often, again, because there's, there's so much going on like around us, there's so many things we dealing with. You think actually, you think, oh, this thing is too is too small compared to this thing, and I think that's the problem sometimes comparing things. You know, like I might be uh, feeling down because of, of for example, for a breakup, and, and some might be feeling down because, you know, they they lost their job. And if you look at it from from the, um, from an, an external lens, some will think of actually the person who lost the job that, that issue is more important because uh, it's, it's a breakup. You get over it. But no, but both, both I, I won't put them in a, in a sort of a, a, a hierarchical system. But both are important because if if it is affecting your mental health, then it's important. Do you know what I mean? There's, no, there's nothing, um, you know, and I think the importance is that, and, and we kind of mentioned this a lot, a lot of the time as well, when me and Ben speak to each other, like, it's not so much, I think it's it's, it's speaking at times, but it's who you speak to as well. So having that safe, um, you know, like I know you said you've done counselling. Um, did you find that helpful or do you feel like you still need to? Um... Um,
1: sort of, I mean, I, I've had experiences like sort of two different counsellors and both were very, very different in their kind of approach and how they sort of spoke to me about it. But because it was kind of like bereavement counselling, like they didn't really understand like the suicide loss. And I think as well, neither of them had gone through a a loss of their own and they were very kind of, it it was good to help me get it off my chest and I just needed somewhere to go to kind of talk about it. But I don't think I ever made the connection that I know some people have made with therapists and counsellors in the past. And I think that's something that I still actively want to find eventually. Um, but I attend a lot of sort of support groups. So uh, The New Normal, I attend their Good Grief Meetings. Um, let's Talk About Loss, I've attended some of theirs. Um, there's a charity called Survivors of Bereavement by Suicide. And they do like very specific um, suicide support which can be really really helpful but also can be quite difficult because you're in a room with people purely who are talking about suicide and it can get very very heavy and if you're not in the right mind frame to take on other people's stories can be quite a lot um so I find I'm just kind of trying to find what's really right for me but definitely kind of just talking to people makes such a huge huge difference um I wouldn't say necessarily it has to be counselling or therapy, but I know that it can be really helpful. So I'm still kind of just, yeah, trying to find what's the right thing for me, but definitely the support groups. I mean, I've made really, really good friends and friends that I think I can speak so openly to them and I've got they've got no judgment whatsoever. They will never judge what I'm saying, even though I'll sit there and go, "Oh, I really hope you don't mind that I've just said that. I, I hope that that's okay. Um but they've never they'll never judge, and it's just it's having that safe space to openly talk. I think that's what's important. Um, but then again, other people don't feel like talking is the right thing to help them. So you kind of have to just find what's yeah what works for you. And um, it's but there is a lot out there. You just have to look for it and want to want to find it really as well.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's great what um you know, we. Now we've attended uh, some of the new meetings uh, hosted by um I, even met Amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah Amber, Amber and Georgia, they're, they're really lovely. Um, and they, they pretty much like I feel like since we started the, the podcast, we've just been welcome with open arms, like and it's, it's it's been beautiful to see because um like I when we first started I kinda of felt like we were just in this isolating sort of place where like we're talking about some of podcasts talking about grief but then we don't know who, who it's just receptive and then but for some reason after like we just sort of like started to put out there we just literally just it's i won't say it was like an overnight thing but gradually just started meeting all different people and it's like wow oh, there's actually a lot of people out there dealing with this with the same thing so it's, it's so it's like you go from this place of feeling isolated to feeling um i won't say like feeling like, accepted like part, you feel part yeah, of a
2: community. Exactly. community. Yeah, exactly. You know, okay. a community, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, so, what are you saying? I said you feel part of a community, so you didn't know that a, the grief community was even a thing until you, like, until they came. Yeah. And, and they, they accepted you with open arms, like, straight away, you just get along with them because you already know what, what you've gone through, so there's not really <laughs> to say so they can relate to you,
0: you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that that's the kind of beauty of it because even even though we've just like well like kind of seen each other for the first time but we have been mm-hmm. sharing with each other something something so personal and, and it's like normally on a normal occasion you, you wouldn't sort of kind of like share with people you just sort of know do you know what I mean and it's like yeah so
1: like nervous don't you like if you're talking to somebody and you're just like and you don't know that they've gone through a a big loss you go, oh I'm really sorry. Like, is that too much for you? Like I don't want to overload you. Like you feel very conscious of what you're saying. But when you know someone's gone through a big loss themselves, you, you kind of feel that sense of they understand and that you know that you know the most deep thing about them. It's just it's, yeah. yeah and kind of,
0: exactly. And I think something as well, it's almost like when you do have it in conversation because normally most conversations at some point like depending on what you have what you're talking about. We were talking about, all oh, like, that. for us, always like, our oh, parents, also, where do you, do you live with your parents, live with your mom and dad? And you, you're like, you can't answer you think for a split second, yeah, I do, or no, I don't. No, I don't, because they passed away, and it's, and it's like, it feels like it's just too heavy, like, what do I say? Sometimes, there's been times when like, I've just said to people, um, uh, no, I don't live with a mum and dad, that's it. I just, I just, I leave it as that. I don't say, no, I don't live with mom and dad because they're, they're do you know what I mean? Because they're dead or that. Like, so sometimes, it's often, heavy you put like? Because um, I know I want. I read one of your posts where you said um, you was making a memory book um, for your sister, and you know the guy was like, oh, what's what's this for? Like, um, and he was and you explained to him, yeah, like yeah, my uh, sister passed, and you know, and you said you, you explained to him, you went to into um how she passed, and you know he was very very like receptive and uh, like I would say welcoming, you know. Um, so I wanted to ask do you often, I would say, like now since starting your page, you often feel it's easier to kind of tell people um, about your sister as in as in how she how she died, or do you kind of keep it for keep it reserved for certain people?
1: Um, I think to be honest, I've I've always been quite open about how she died, purely because from the very beginning I was very much like that doesn't define who she is, and I can't believe that this this has happened and I need to make it, I need people to know that it's okay to talk and these things happen and this is normal. So please talk about it because until I'd found out, like until I'd met other people that lost someone to suicide, I didn't realize how many people are out there that have lost someone to suicide. I didn't realize how big the problem was and how much, yeah, how much it was happening. So i have always been kind of very, And I've kind of tried to get involved in charity stuff to do with suicide because I'm like, I really want to, I couldn't help her. And that's how I feel. I felt like I did I couldn't help her because I didn't know. And if I can help one other person, if I can support someone else, I feel like I'm doing something. Um, So I've always kind of been very open in that way. But I started at a new, so I've worked for a company for years and years, but I've started at a brand new nursery in September and going into that new space and knowing that no one there really knew about my sister I was very aware of like oh when it comes up how do I say it what do I what do I say how does how is that even going to come up in conversation because I think like you said about parents like people always ask oh do you live for your mum and dad da, 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 da. like sisters and brothers and siblings and stuff it's like it's not as normal conversation so kind of it's like how on earth is it going to come up and um, but one day I was sitting in the staff room and people would talk about like tattoos that they've got and stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I've got a tattoo. And then i like, "Oh, what's your tattoo for. And I was like, Oh, it's um, in memory of my sister. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And then I'm like, Oh, don't worry. I'm really open. I talk about her all the time. I said like, she died by suicide. Um, this is what happened. Like she, you know, was so important to me. I talk about her openly and then I go, yeah. And I've got this page that I do that, really really helps me um so like it's it now just becomes kind of part of normal conversation because I'm just like yeah I talk about it every day like most days I'll post something because it really helps me so if I can if someone wants to know I'll be like yeah I do this and it really really benefits me and if you've lost somebody I recommend it like it it's an outlet and it's a community that you feel part of and it's just it kind of makes the conversation just so much easier because I can go yeah, yeah, I write on this page. And if I don't feel like sharing too much, they can kind of look at my page and go, oh, that's how she felt. Oh, this is how it... And then it helps to aid that conversation as well. It makes people feel like, oh, I saw your post about this and I just wanted to talk to you about it. And I'm like, oh, amazing. Okay, great. Like, it just opens those conversations. It's been, yeah, it's been really, really helpful for me.
0: I think that's great because what, what essentially you are doing is kind of normalising as well. Not kind of, you're normalising it as well. Because... Again, like I said, earlier, there's often this with grief. Anyway, there's often this. Oh, you've lost someone, or you lost your friends. But grief um, in in relation to um, you know suicide, people often. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't not, I don't know what to say. Like, what do I say? But you know, whereas we, and and of course, you you choose to share how much you want. You know, there's there's no. Uh, you don't have to share as much. Everything, you know, everyone has the right to share as much as they want. You know, like, But even you just saying, oh, yeah, you know, remember my sister. And because of this and they're like, I think I think it's important because um, people from there can learn as well. Oh, I, I didn't know about this. And, and I think sometimes it's, it's, it's education sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that like there's a lot of things that I know about. But like, like I said before, before this, I was like, you know, I want to just make sure that you're absolutely comfortable because, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing, you know, but you seem very, um, passionate about it in what you're doing with the page and even what you mentioned earlier about, you know, if you can help one person, obviously you didn't know and, and it seems like you don't have, any, um, hold any, um, and, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong in saying this, you don't hold any sort of guilt in that regard because, you know, if you could have, if you could have helped, you would have helped, you know, but your mindset is now that, you know, you want to, in person, where you know, if you can help one other person or a bunch of people, you know, to kind of like, who've um, been in the same situation as you are, then you know, you want to do, that and I, and I think that's that's a very, um, it's also a self esteem to do as well, you know, because um, again, we all deal with things differently, and you know, I think like what was it having practical steps to know to learn more about. Um, because so like, I not wanted to ask you because some, I know this often um like this some I will say controversy but often like uh, the right way to kind of say it. Mm. so like um so like uh, I wanted to ask you so they often say like committed by isn't usually it's not it's not PC
1: no people don't like it um and I I mean I never realised until I met other people um kind of. Where it all came from and the, the sort of thing behind it, but if you say committed suicide, it, it's um, years and years ago. Suicide was seen as a crime. So if you tried to take your life, you w- would be sort of if you you know if you survived, you'd be arrested and you'd be in a lot of trouble. So the idea of committing suicide is like that person's done a crime. Like so, it's very it's it's not. People don't like hearing it. Um, I mean, I always say that she she took her own life, um, or I say that she died by suicide. Um, I don't think necessarily that there's a particular like right way to say it, but I think committed is definitely one that people just avoid. And um, also, when you talk about like triggers and things, um, I've met people that have lost somebody to like a gunshot um, suicide, and they said to me, you know, the word trigger is a trigger for them. And I was like, I never even would think like that until I heard from her that. And I was like, oh, that's so, it's so true. But I think with all grief and with all loss, like there's always going to be things or words that will upset you or will get to you because you can relate and you can feel it. So it's, um, yeah, it's hard. Um, and I don't think as long as you're never saying it with like, as sort of an intent of upsetting someone, people will understand because people are clumsy. People say stuff without even thinking. People will say to me, oh, I just want to end my life. And then I'm like, you don't. Um, And then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, how silly, how could I say that? And I'm like, I know you don't mean it. And I know it becomes kind of normal conversation. People do have a bad day and they go, oh, I just want to end it. And you're like, well, you don't, but you... You just kind of get that yeah. I don't know it's a language it's it's trying to educate people to understand that those sort of things are not okay to say but also it's okay because you didn't know before now. If you were to carry on saying it after I've told you, oh please don't say things like that. It's not okay. Then I'd be like, okay, well you don't you're not really yeah, t- right. it's yeah. just that yeah you can't be you can't be annoyed at someone for not for not knowing. Um, people say silly things all the time. They never mean
0: any, most of the time they don't mean anything by it, so. Yeah, like even when people say, oh, I'm, I'm losing the world to live, it's like, I know usually people often say that in a uh, kind of, if something's annoying them or like something's irritating them, or, you know, yeah. but even things like that, like, you know, it's important to learn and I think what you said is, right, it's not so much people saying stuff, it's not, because if you didn't know, then you didn't know, do you know what I mean? But yeah. If it's a thing where you, you now learn about, oh, you know, this this isn't the right word to use, but now I, know, I now know, and I know now, and that's fine. And that's why I feel like um, it's important, like to kind of, like I said, even through even listening to your conversation, we're learning as well, you know. Um, and I said before, I think it's, i it's, it's, rather learn and you know, make a mistake and know, okay, this isn't what you should say, this isn't what you should do, rather than kind of just um, like being very dismissive, you know. Like, and I think that that's what I was saying, earlier, sometimes. There's there's that tendency to be dismissive when people talk about suicide because it's, it's, it seems very uh, taboo. And there's still a very a lot of like stigma around it. You know, you said oh, there's a lot of like, misconceptions. Oh, you know, this person uh, well, not sorry, died by suicide, so therefore they must have had uh, a serious issue. They must have not been happy with their lives, or they, you know, all these things, and it's all centered around the stigma around it. And I know obviously it's not it's not going to take just one conversation. We're to kind of end that. But what you're doing is I feel like some point, because you're advocating for that, and you know, if one person kind of like well, sees what you, the work you're doing with the page, then then it just takes another person, and it's like becomes like a, a slow like domino effect, and eventually, you know, we will get to a place where we can openly talk. You know, and I feel like it's not mandatory, but it's good what we're doing in terms of like using. Our stories to kind of normalise these situations, you know, and and that's what I said earlier, like, yeah, we all getting through grief, grief. Yeah, your grief might be different, but I think it, it's important not to isolate anyone, whether that person, you know, um, is a, uh, and again, I want to use the right word, is it suicide survivor? Is that survivor? Yeah, survivor. Of grief. Yeah, like exactly, whether or not, you know, because you know, you should, they shouldn't feel. No one should feel alienated. Europe, you know, and I think it's it's important, um, you know, because even because even um, when I when I spoke to people, me and Ben, we speak with I mean, time about you know, um, kind of people to kind of reach out to, um, and like I haven't come across a lot of because I come across your page, but I I wasn't aware it was because of that. So when when we you know, kind of spoke, I was like, oh, like, it's has been anxious, because know, like, that's that's quite it's a. Um, Heavy topic, so I I wanted to make sure, like, even though you're not to me, I wanted to make sure you're it's it's okay for you that you're comfortable kind of discussing it. Um, Because I know you mentioned prior, you you haven't really discussed it much. Like, I know you've spoken on your on your page, but as on a this type of platform, yeah, like um, you know, I think it's great because I think more work needs to be done. Um, I want to talk about because you mentioned um, the Oli Foundation and the work Mm. you're doing do with um with that
1: yeah no they're amazing um so the ollie foundation um it stands for one life lost is enough um it's a charity that was set up by three parents who all lost teenage i think they were all sons and um, to suicide i think they were all about 15 or 16 when they died so they were at school um and i actually found out about the charity because i attended um meeting with survivors of bereavement by suicide and one of the um, founders of the charity was there and he was talking about kind of what the charity had planned and I just sort of reached out and said I think it's incredible what you're doing like I'd really love to be involved in some way Um, and we basically just got talking and um, I met the CEO of the charity, Debbie, and we just had an open, honest conversation kind of about my loss and kind of where I stand and why it's really important to me. Um, and they basically offer training for um, for teachers and for medical professionals um, all around suicide prevention. Um, and their training courses are incredible. I mean, I've only been able to attend virtual ones because I was meant to attend in person. COVID has kind of stopped all of that. Um, And they just offer real good advice and good training to kind of aid people to have a better understanding of how you address that conversation with someone. If you think that they may be suicidal, or if somebody says something to you and you don't know what to say, you with these trainings, you kind of have a a better understanding of what sort of things to talk about and how to how to support them. Um, And I kind of wanted to keep being more and more involved. So they said that they wanted to develop this sibling program. Um, So the sibling program, we worked on developing kind of a questionnaire that was sent out for trial with um, just sort of everyone that, anyone that's lost a sibling to suicide could take part in this questionnaire to kind of get a better knowledge of what people want in terms of support if they've lost somebody to suicide. Um, Especially a sibling because there's so many different kinds of loss and like the sibling loss can sometimes be overlooked because you're always seen as the one that's like you've got to carry on supporting your parents or support other people and you're just kind of getting on with it and um, so yeah it's very early stages of the sibling program but we're hoping that we can develop something that will allow anyone that's lost a sibling to suicide to have that support that they need and have access to kind of a a document or some some, some sort of resource that will support them through that loss um But yeah, they're an incredible charity. I've done a few different things with them. We did a um, heart chalking event a few months ago when the weather was much nicer and we literally had a load of chalk at the park and people would come up and just draw on the floor anything that they wanted to. Um, People did really lovely positive quotes. People did really nice pictures. Because I work in a nursery, I told all the people about it and like some of the little children would come along and just scribble on the floor. So it was never anything you know but they all got involved and then it was just we were there with lots of information about the charity and we could go what you've done is amazing if you want to donate you can if not just take this information and just educate yourself a little bit more about suicide and what's happening in the world and how important it is that teachers and medical professionals know how to have those conversations and like you don't have to be in those professions to do it but those are the people that are more likely to come in contact with someone who might need that support and if you don't know what to say you you put yourself in that position of like well yeah what what do you do so um the work they do is incredible and I'm really excited to kind of carry on with the program and see kind of where it goes but um yeah I'm always looking for kind of more things to extend my understanding extend my knowledge because I think it's become something now that i'm just really passionate about in my sister's memory if not anything else so it's um yeah really important to me yeah
0: no, I, think, I think that's that's great because i think that that's what's needed more um like practical steps into helping those because we might not all um, know someone you know but if you, if you are in a position of uh, i would say not power but where you might have to like come across a lot of people from various walks of life, from like teachers and medical profession, yeah. it's good to kind of know, um, you know, have to be kind of equipped, so that if you do come across a someone, whether that's a student or whatever, and, and they experience something that you can kind of like, not kind of tell them what they need to do, but help them, to, like, yeah. you know, taking practical steps, because I think that that's that's what it is, because usually, you know, how do you how do you help someone? You know, that's the thing sometimes. Yeah not just like amongst like students but even just people in everyday walks of life like you don't know, don't know how to address it. And I'm not saying that um, you know again talking about yourself is, is is good. But I think from my perspective I feel like, you know, so if you don't dismiss it, if you don't dismiss it and actually try to help that person, I think that that's a good start, you know, because yeah. we do kind of um like I want to say we as an maybe us in, as, in, as in a society, we do kind of make people alien without without realising it. You know, even just like as grief within itself, you know, people who haven't lost a parent or lost a loved one. Um, I mean, don't know when they can help, but they might find it hard to kind of help you. So I think um, that's where sometimes feelings of isolation comes along. People, I, know, I don't know what people are going through, what I'm going through. Um, you know, and I felt like that personally when I like in about five years ago I lost my mom, I like, was well, I don't know, I don't know to to. And then when I met Ben, I was like, I was happy, not happy that someone else had lost it, but it's like someone who can, mm. you know, I, I can relate to. And, and since, since then, it's just been, it's, it's been great. And then, then through, through then starting a the podcast, I met mean, other people and, and this is, and I thought it just keeps mm. getting better. But, but unfortunately, there's, there's there are people who are going through grief um, and maybe their journey is not as, I would say well, it was not easy for anyone, but legend is not as smooth sailing as others. Mm-hmm. And they might be dealing with other things. Um, and, and the reason why i on to office is I feel like sometimes they keep getting along. Suicide survivors, there is that theme um, of grief, but it's also other complexities as well. So, in some cases, there might be people um feel some sense of guilt. You know, I know it's not for everyone, but it depends on the. On the uh, the circumstance of, of, of the death, so I know guilt can't be applied to every sort of person who's gone through uh, suicide loss, but um, of, like, feelings of like shame as well because again, some people might thought, "Oh, I could have done, what could I have done? How come I didn't help?" Especially if it's you know, it's someone who they've lost, and it's, for example, it's a younger sibling, for example, and you thought as the older sibling, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of like this unwritten rule that as, as older sibling, you always look after the younger siblings. So you thought maybe you might have failed. Um, you know, what kind of say? I would say that like, advice would you give to those in the similar situation who have feelings of of shame and maybe even even a sense of guilt about about their um, about their loss.
1: Um, I'd say for me, like I, I, don't, I never, I've always had a little bit of a sense of guilt. I think that's just natural. Um, with suicide, like no matter how you've lost them to suicide, you will always think, "What else could I have done?" And that's completely natural, and that's completely normal to feel. I mean, for me, I spoke to my sister the day before she died, and we were just talking about what we're going to get our brother for Christmas. And I always go to myself, "Well, what, what, why didn't I ask her how she was? Why didn't I ask how things were going? Why didn't I extend that conversation? I just was, I was busy, and I, and that's such a horrible thing to think that I was I was too busy to ask her how she felt but I know deep down that that she probably wouldn't have opened up even if she was and like it's completely natural and normal to feel that sense of guilt because you will always think what more could I have done but in reality that person at that moment in time could not see another way out of how they were feeling and they were in a bubble of their emotion. And it's like some people said to me before this, like they've got one door in front of them and that is the only door that they can see. They cannot see anything outside of that door and they have to go through that door because nothing else will help them. Like there is no other way. Um, And I think unless I was literally there and I knocked on her door at that particular moment, like there is nothing I could have done. I was hours and hours away. Unless she picked up the phone and spoke to me, I wouldn't have known. Um, So yeah, it's completely natural and normal to feel that guilt, even if there was no signs, there was nothing showing you that that person had those thoughts or those feelings. Um, Also, anger is a completely normal emotion. I remember going to see her body and being like, I'm so angry, like, why would you do this? And I felt awful feeling angry at her because she'd got into that position but like and and was that upset and that yeah it's I think the only thing I'd say really to anyone is that whatever emotion you're feeling it's it's natural and it's normal and you're always going to wonder why but you're never going to get that answer because the only person that can answer that question for you is not here and and even you know some people leave a note my sister didn't leave a note and I don't think even leaving a note makes the situation easier because if anything they're writing it in that frame of mind and what they're writing isn't really a true reflection on that person. It's just them in that moment when they were feeling that way. And um, so I would just say, yeah, every emotion is normal. Everything you feel is normal, but just know that if they were in their right frame of mind and they were feeling themselves, they would have spoken to you. But at that moment in time, they didn't know what else to do. And although you, you will never get all the answers, and I think that's what's one of the hardest things, um, you have to learn to know that they would want you to be happy and they would want you to live their life, lo- like live your life. So, yeah, I'd say probably the best thing is just feel what you need to feel and know that they would want you to carry on. I think that's probably, yeah. I
0: think that's honestly, I've, I've been. Um, I don't say, I think it's it's, it's brave. I think brave is like honest about. But I'm just kind of inspired by how well your like your, your outlook on it. And I think um, I keep going back to this whole idea of stigma. And I think um, how you, you seem to be dealing with it is um, is commendable because you know at time, a lot of times these things aren't easy to speak about. And like I said before, it, you know, you don't have to speak about it. You know, um, and I feel like you know you said to um, use your sort of like I'd say the like platform and just use your, your voice, literally your your voice, to to that like, help others and, and because everything can can we can all learn. I've, I've learned a lot today. I'm sure you know Ben, you learned a lot today through um, speaking to you. You know, and I feel like um, and me saying that it's brave, it doesn't mean those who don't speak about this type of aren't brave. But I feel like you know, in, in most things, um we learn through conversation, We've, we, learn, we learn through, like, normalising certain things, you know. Um, so I think, you know, for, for the listeners, I think it's, it's hope everyone's kind of um, learn as much as we have and learn that not only is it's important, like, we should know, like, obviously, certain things, like, not what to say, not what mm-hmm. to say, what not to say, and, you know, not alienate people. I think, I think that's, that's a very kind of important step that we should mm-hmm. kind of all take, first and foremost, like, you know, because... There's a lot of things that that are hard to talk about, you know. And it's not to say we should we shouldn't um, we shouldn't force people to talk. We shouldn't, you know, if if they if they want to talk, that's fine. But just because they want to talk, it doesn't mean they don't have a right to still be part of the community. You know, as much as you know, we're in a place where we feel comfortable. We can't. We want to talk, but those who, who don't want to talk are still very much as important as, as you know those who do talk. Um, so I think it's not just as clear as. Are oh, those who talk are are so brave. Those who don't talk are not brave because a lot of people like talking isn't um it might, it might be at that place yet. Do you, yeah. remember, you know what I mean? That place yet, and because I'm not, it's gonna say I was always like this. Like five years ago, like, I would I would like I would write a post on my mum and, and delete it like five minutes after. Mm. Like I says, it wasn't always easy, or there'll be certain things that literally like I I remember I used to like watch her videos and. I gonna do it. I used to be, I used to be scared to kind of like look at her pictures, mm. you know, and, and this this like small thing. Well, they was small. Well, they weren't small to me, but these things were, were hard. like I'm 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 in her. Well, this is in her room now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, it's not my sister's room, but mm. you know, but saying so like that these these small things that you feel like you know what, I'm able to do, and, and but you know I'm I'm at a place where I still what well, I can you know uh, talk about, but again. It doesn't mean I still don't. I still don't um, feel sad sometimes. I still. It still doesn't hurt me as much. But that's that's how it goes. It's like a like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, Absolutely. Between, you know, um, is, is that the same with you as well? Uh, then? With um, what this grief or what was the question? Yeah. For you? So like um, just feeling of of having
2: you've been in this roller of emotions, like um. When it happened in like, June 2015, um, I was like 18, 19, so what well, probably wasn't in the right frame of mind to talk about um, grief or just losing someone close because you know what um, what people say about guys. We don't really like to talk about our feelings or show um, emotion because of what society says that we've got to be strong. Masculine men, but I think even two, three days ago when there was International Men's Day, like, I saw a lot of comments saying, Oh, men, it's okay to not feel okay about something, or if something's going on with you know, just talk to your friends, and um, you know, because it's really important to have um a circle of friends that will understand your just like what, what you're going through, trying to relate. To them, and I think it's also important that you talk to the people that are emotionally um, mature as well, because I think you need to have those serious conversations with them for them to understand. Um, yeah, I think I think my older sister even wrote an article about a um, first Christmas without our mum, but I was like in like uh, December. 2015, like, I don't think um, I was at the right frame of mind to read it yet because it was a bit too early. So I read it like two, three years later and I thought oh, this was really, really good, you know, really touching, you know, because I think, f- because we all in a way became adults overnight. So we were already adults, like, you know, paying bills and um, finding the right career and just improving ourselves every day you know right. i think that can put a lot of it, it kind of put a, a a lot of pressure on me to be um um to grow up quickly mm. so i had no choice to go and you know like to to the, to relax or you know i had to go get up find a job because obviously I have no I, I, I have no parents, so, you know, you don't really um, have that luxury of time.
0: Definitely. I think that's good. That's, that's cool. like, it's it's going to be, we need to just ensure that we don't feel bad for, like, if we're feeling down or if we can't do things that's, that may seem, like small, but just just take your time with it. I think that there's there's no rush. Like you know, have like, like we're in a place where you know you know we, we can talk a bit more freely. You know, I you the, you're in a place where you know you, you can not only talk freely, but even wanting to help, being being a, a mindset, of wanting to help others. Like, I think that's cause sometimes it, it's one thing to be, be able to talk, but another thing being able to um, to actively trying and other people that've been through that. So I think that's that's amazing and. You know, and I think um, I'll speak for me a bit when I say that. We're, you know, we're, we support you everywhere we can as well. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. And, you know, just because, you know, yeah, you are in this space of where you, you feel that like you can help others, you can talk about it. And if there are days where you, you feel down, listen, by all means you're always happy to hear us up. And, you know, if you need people to listen, that's what we're happy to do that. It's not, um, you know, I don't don't feel like you know because oh, you know you're at, you're at this stage now, and you get some. of course, I'm sure you have you have um, quite a lot of support. I'm just saying that where yeah yeah the support bubble's grown. So you know,
1: thank so, you. I yeah. really appreciate it. It's um it's really lovely to meet you guys, and like, I think what you do what you're doing is amazing. and I just think that it's just so nice and refreshing to hear people talking so openly and honestly. So um. Yeah, thank you for having me, and um, I really appreciate. It. And same to you guys. If you ever need anything, always feel free to message me. Because some days you have days where you can't talk, other days you can. But you've just gotta support each other through each day as it comes. So yeah, that's all
2: that matters.
0: <laughs> I keep doing this thing over Zoom. Yeah, I'm like it's it's very bad, but it's like whenever we just, I just get involved in the convo, I just forget I just forget that actually an episode and I I'm, 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 I'm don't. <laughs> And um, <laughs> the intro So, our, our apologies uh, for those listening. Um, we're joined by Jody, who's with us. Well, I'm sure you, you probably know by now. Um, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a very poor intro, <laughs> but we came an hour ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but honestly, yeah, we, we appreciate what you're doing, and um, we want to just like um, like really push the page. So, I know, apart from you know, what you're doing with the Oli Foundations then you any other sort of thing you have in the partner with regards to? um raising more awareness?
1: Um it's mostly at the moment it's mostly the Ollie Foundation because it's kind of what I have the time to do alongside work and life and everything. Yeah. Um I'm not sure what the future holds yet. I don't know what I'm gonna do, what I want to do really. I know I want to be more involved with charity and things and especially mental health awareness and just suicide awareness. And um yeah, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. But um I always appreciate the support. So thank you. And yeah. um yeah.
0: And just so I wanted to ask, is, is there somewhere where, um, is there like an Instagram page for, for um, the Ollie Foundation or like a website?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, they've got a, a website. So you literally type in the Ollie Foundation, they'll come up. Um, they have Instagram, they have Facebook, they have LinkedIn, they have everything. And um, They're quite a small charity in comparison to a lot. They're St Albans-based, but um, they're incredible. And I think if more people knew what they were doing um, and were able to join their lectures and things, you can learn so, so much. Um, even if you don't work in those professions, just want to learn more about suicide prevention, I recommend them a lot. so Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. And uh, those listening, thank you guys for listening. Um, but just before we wrap up, um, I want to, so we can find you at, is it living underscore with underscore loss?
1: It's living dot with dot loss underscore.
0: So, <laughs> so her Instagram is at... Living dot yeah. with,
1: yeah,
0: dot. No, is that another dot?
1: Is another dot? So, yeah, it's at it's living better. dot with dot loss underscore.
0: Okay, 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 you get the wrong, yeah, that's um, all right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna put that in there because I've already, I've definitely gonna put in the um, it's all
1: right, it's fine, list. thank you.
0: <laughs> so um, but, um, other than that, guys, you can find us at Thinking Out Loud Podcast. On the score, on Instagram, um, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, And and you know I've realized now? Actually, because I saw a, review, a lovely review, um, our third review. Um, so, and then I, I have a feeling it was. So, thank you for that. Thank so, guys, know. if you want to join Jody and leave a lovely review for us, by all means, mm-hmm. you're welcome to do that. Um, you know, so we appreciate all the love and support. And last, we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, like I said before, yeah, it's it's a it's not an easy thing to talk about, um, and, I, and I really appreciate you um, talking on our, on our platform. And you know, we just hope we should all the best in everything. And this isn't the the last. One, our our I would say I don't want to say our virtual doors are open for you know for now. So if anyone in school can or have any issues that we feel if we can help, you know, whichever we can. You know, we will definitely be. Um, any travel course of the course so whenever that is by means just let us know know, we do what we
1: can thank you really appreciate it lovely to speak to you guys
2: yep you too judy thank
1: you appreciate that
0: (laughs) that thank you